Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. You sent it to him? I did. <laughs> she sent, he lost She sent it. I Am Grant the picture of the, the fart. The fart costume. Yes, costume, a, little, a little boy dressed up as a fart. Some people speculated that he was a loofah or a hairball. <laughs> this horn is fitting, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what made me laugh, hearing uh, the horn. <laughs> anyway, you could Google it. It's very easy to find. Kid dressed up as fart. There you go. Um, boy, when 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 did we start being able to say the word fart? Wow, well, it used what? to kind of be, be taboo, you know. <laughs> Today, it's funny that that was a taboo word, and think of all the others that were granted access before it. Yeah. Fart is what do you want to say? Pass gas? I don't like two wording no, it. Pass gas sounds gross. Cut the cheese is not fun. I don't <laughs> like that at all. I love cheese, and I hate it when people talk about cheese in that way or. Like, oh, I like a cheese. When I have a cheese on wine night or like rosé with my girls, I like a cheese that kind of smells like stinky feet. Is that weird, girls? This is funny yeah, when you bring this up because terrible. yesterday I am Grant was like, hey, did it smell weird when you came in here? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think so. He's like, I don't know if it's me or <laughs> what. And I go, no, I, I don't. I didn't smell anything. Well, she left in a hurry, too. So I was like, oh, my God, did she just not want it? But it was we're getting close to the clock. But yeah, So I'm like, check the garbage. <laughs> and sure enough, what did you find? There was Parmesan popcorn cheese bites in here. And that Parmesan was just wafting up from under the yeah. table. And I'm like, oh. am I just funky today? <laughs> Oh is yeah, it going that's on? A, so, yeah. I have. I will admit, I have been in situations where I'm just sitting here during quarantine when I have stretched my non-shower streak some days longer than I should. Gross. And I'm sitting. Donna, be supportive. No. And I and I alone in a room. I smell myself, and I, I realize I'm smelling my body right now. Ew. This is various parts of me are trying to signal brain me to get in shower uh-huh i am grunt anyway thanks for <laughs> thanks for oversharing um so here is the sitch a lot of people are doing work meetings mostly zoom meetings probably but i should let you know that microsoft has just um applied for a patent for a sensor that monitors people's body language during work meetings. So what they do is they watch people's facial expressions and they analyze their speech patterns and then they figure out how bored that person is. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
because it could be a way for bosses to know if they should improve their meetings and make them more engaging. Right? There. Okay. Are you listening, bosses? You hear us? You hear us? Is this the rally on? cry? Um, so hopefully it won't be used to like call out employees, but maybe more to make bosses a little more self-reflective and how they, you know, how they conduct themselves in a meeting. No word on when this is going to be out for the public, by the way. Now, the other way to track boredom, which some say has been around since human eyes existed, is eyes. Oh, yeah? How do you tell if you're just not looking? Can't you? Aren't you always psychoanalyzing things? You know, when I I was talking with a a, a therapist a couple summers ago, I was talking to him about how psychoanalytical I am, meaning I, I feel like, and I'm sure that my wife would be like, there's all sorts of things that you don't pick up on, so why don't you just sit down and stop <laughs> you know, patting yourself on the back? But in many ways, I feel like I um, am hyper-aware mm-hmm. of people's facial expressions and what they do when they're uncomfortable. Like with coworkers, I know this. With family, I know this. Aware. And then what I'm doing, the trap of that, is I psychoanalyze each moment of, oh, they're uncomfortable now. Oh, they seem happier. I have a friend who oh, they, is very... And that's not a great way to go about life. Much the same as you in that way, where she is really hyper aware of people's expressions. Like, I remember one time she was like, why are you making a face? I'm like, w- I'm not making a face. This is my face, you know? But it's just kind of like always reading people, always sizing yeah. people up. Like, did you notice that so-and-so just um, looked the other way when you were talking? I'm like, No. I didn't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just not. Well, that let me aware. tell you, you're living a less stressful life in yes, that regard because right. then what you do is you analyze moments and experiences. Uh, you excuse me. You analyze experiences moment to moment. So whereas most normal adjusted people would probably just look back and say, "Oh, that was a fun day." In each encounter you're like was this a good one or was oh that seemed a little bit bad oh she's doing the thing again that to me where you just want to turn it off because then you're you're over analyzing as opposed to just stepping back and giving each experience grace yourself grace the other person grace, and like look this will all fit into a mosaic do you yeah see like most people look at things in the big picture sense but i feel like there's Mm. a name for that condition where you're also take on the stress of other people you know like mm-hmm. i think there are people who feel things so deeply that they take on your pain even if you're not experiencing it in that way if you're like oh yeah i'm going through just a stupid example um say i'm going through a divorce i have a friend who will take on that stress for me when even if i'm not feeling stressful lose sleep Mm. for me worry about me do you know what i mean that's got to be really difficult do we have oh i see i am grant on the phone thought maybe we had a caller but anyway he he wanted to order a pizza do you do that too steve not the pizza part but uh, no not quite that as much i mean stress no but I, i my i don't relate with that as much as in each moment being aware of little facial expressions little things little ticks that people go to when they are stressed or uncomfortable or whatever and then and then that colors the picture of the moment which then at the end of the day you look back 
and are like, oh, well, that was good, but that was that didn't go great. It's it's a very it's a not it's a good reminder for me in this moment, but also for anyone who thinks like that to free yourself from that to sure. just free your mind. Thank you. Who sang that? Uh, and the rest will follow. Was it CNC Music Factory? Maybe. Couldn't be. I'll no. get it. I'll look for it for you. But w- while we're still on um, on the subject of meetings and, and work, oh, and Vogue, very good. Yeah, three ladies. Um, according to a new study out of Washington University in St. Louis, it is a good thing when people daydream at work. So the next time you get caught daydreaming, you tell your boss you're not slacking off. You are using. Your imagination to make billions of dollars for the company, eventually. Researchers yeah. found that yeah. it helps people come up with more creative solutions to whatever it is that they're working on, and it helps them get through challenging projects. Okay. I get that. Hmm. If you get caught doing it too much, though, it can have a negative effect on your review. Uh, you think? Right. When was the last time you had a review, by the way? It's been a little while. Yes. Yeah, I'm supposed to get them annually, and they always happen three to six months too late. I mean, I don't they're not too late for me. I don't mind the reviews. I kinda like I like I like a note. Like push me in the right direction. I know when left to my own devices for too long. I need help. Sure. I think all of us are that you know, way. to our um boss's credit, she's a very good note giver. Mm-hmm. In emails and like, hey, here's the thing that, here's how we're going to approach it. Hey, I want to make sure you know that you can do this. And like, nice and clear, not too many words, not too few words, just the right amount that you need. And it's like, oh, that clarifies that. Cool. Sure. Moving forward. Whether it's good or bad. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen her emails in a while. They go to my junk folder. But I mean, I remember (laughs) them being pretty good. Oh, my God. I love it. Hey, you guys, don't forget you can check out My Talk's Holiday Pop-Up Shop. What is that, you ask? Thank you for asking. The store is open through the 6th. So where are we now? It's the 3rd. So what that means is you can purchase My Talk gear. We don't always make it available year-round. There's only certain times of year where you can do this. So you can give it as a gift. Maybe give it to yourself. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. All orders um, placed will be delivered in time for Christmas. So that's great. You get a little peace of mind there. Check it out, though. A limited time pop-up shop. MyTalk1071.com. Your keyword is store. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. Oops. Grant's going to pick up the phone, and Steve and I are going to talk about how big of a gap there is between his score and mine. What is it, uh, 75 to 106 or something like that? It's significant. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's north of 30. I think I am up by about 32 on you right now. It's been a minute since you've won. So you think you have 107? I believe I have 107. And I have 75. Am I, or maybe I have 76. You don't know me. Hey. Hey. I feel like the categories are very difficult lately. That, I, I feel scared almost every that I hear the topic, but I don't show it like you show it. Well, I'm, I am Grant is you. coming up with the topics now. 
Just so you know. Really? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. It's easier for really? me to come up with them and write them myself to, than to try to do what I did on Monday. <laughs> yep. Wow. Okay. So making it harder for us, though. Well, I'm I'm learning your uh, tendencies, and I think we'll get it down to <laughs> a science here pretty soon. So, okay, cool. For the 181st edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, with a score of 106 for Steve and 75 for Donna, we have Steve on the phone from Stillwater. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hi, Steve. What up, Hi. Steve? Steve, number two, and I asked him who the most famous person from Stillwater is, and he said his wife Kate. Actually, <laughs> I love oh, that nice answer. Play. So that's awesome. Very good answer, Steve. Uh, holidays are coming up. Didn't Jessica? Yeah, right. Uh, didn't Jessica, Jessica Lang live in Stillwater for a little while? I thought she did. Yeah. There we go. But she's gone now, so your wife takes over. Okay. <laughs> All right, and you'll be playing for a prize of a viewing code for an at-home virtual screening of the film I'm Your Woman on Tuesday, December 8th at 7 p.m. And you can watch that with your lovely wife, Kate, if you win, Oh, Steve. yeah. If you win. Yeah. Mm. All right, and today's topic for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge is celebs turned politicians. Ooh. Not, I mean, there's, there's some, and I've stuck with the more famous ones here, so this should be... A little, bit, wow, wow, wow. a little bit easier for you guys. <laughs> All right. Now, Steve, who do you want to play with? Donna has 75. Steve has 106. I'm going to go with Donna. Yes. Yeah. Steve, 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 Steve. Bye. I, here's my fear. I'm going to leave. My fear is that Steve and Donna combined will be too big for me to overcome you today. You got it. All right. I'm going to go. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Steve. All right. All now, right. Steve. When I start the question, once I answer the first question, I will start the timer, okay? All right, and Steve, okay. Steve's not going to take part in this until after I answer all the questions. Yep, so hold back until she gets done, all right? Yep. So, so your first one, this actor was elected the 40th president of the United States. Who is it? Ronald Reagan. This actor turned politician co-starred in the movie Twins alongside Danny DeVito. Who Arnold, is it? Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, now this actor turned politician... Was Gopher on the sitcom Love Boat? Who was oh, it? Oh, I can't remember his name. I knew you were going to ask me that. It's Fred something. Fred? I believe his first name is Fred, and I'm going to need some help from Steve. He was Gopher on the Love Boat. I know for sure Steve Patterson won't know this. So This might be your, your, your question. Okay. Now, Steve, can you help her with the last one? Gandy. Fred Gandy. I believe Fred Gandy. Fred Grandy, okay. Wait, hey. Fred what? I thought it was Grandy, Gandy, something like that. Gandhi? Okay. The, I'm going to go with your first answer. Okay. We're going to take your first answer, Fred Grandy, okay? And do you want to change any of the other ones, or you think she's good on what she said? No, we're really good. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Okay. All right, now let's get Steve back in the building here. Okay, he's not in the building, but uh, we'll get him back to the microphone. I don't know. That sounds That sounds not right to me. Okay. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hey, really good. Oh, spirits sound high, Donna. Spirits are high because you were gone for a you... little bit. No, I'm just <laughs> hey, I love you, Steve. All right. Now, you know the game, Steve. Again, it's celebs turn politicians. As soon as I ask the question, I'm going to start the timer. You ready to go? Yes. All right. This actor was elected the 40th president of the United States of America. Who is it? Ronald Reagan. All right. All right. This actor turned politician co-starred in the movie Twins alongside Danny DeVito. Who is it? Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. This actor turned politician played gopher on the sitcom Love Boat. Who was it? Yes. Oh, crap. Love Boat. The Love Boat. I think zip it, Steve. I think you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna be like, ah, darn it. No, he was you're from. Not. Did he become a politician in like New York or New Jersey? No. Mm-mm. Oh, sweet. So here, the first answer was correct. Ronald Reagan. Yep. Fun fact: in '84, he had a record 525 electoral votes of the 538 possible. Wow. And you know he Whoa. beat Walter Mondale, our guy. The only yeah. state that voted for him was Minnesota. Hmm. <laughs> that seemed. A- a little lazy in hindsight, no? <laughs> and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the correct answer. He was elected the 38th Republican governor of, well, he was a Republican governor, but 38th governor of California from 03 to 11. Wow. And lastly, Fred Grandy. Steve ah, saved it for yay! you there. I had the Fred part. Yes, he got he, the Grandy, Grandy part. part. Yes. Yeah. So from 1987 to 1985, he was a member of the United States House of Representatives from Iowa. Iowa. Yes. Wow. Yas, the- queen. I told you, Donna and Steve together felt too ominous today. Hey, while we have uh, uh, Stevie Boy on the line from Stillwater, why don't we play the tiebreaker just for kicks and giggles? Okay, and Steve, you can take part in this. Shout it out if you know the answer. Okay, this actor, and I'm going to just wait till the clip plays till you give the answer, if you can, because you might know it based on the question, but the clip is the clue, okay? Okay, you don't even have to give us the question. Okay, just play the the clip. clip. Who is this? I deserve good things. Oh, that's up. Al Franken. Oh, God, what's his name? Phil Hartman. Al Franken. I already said it. Al Franken. You did say it. Darn it. Yes, Al Franken played Stuart Smalley. Smalley? Smalley. Excuse me. On SNL. (laughs) Yeah, can't read today. And he was a U.S. Senator from Minnesota from 09 to 18. Donna, did you say... Did you say Pat at the beginning? Of I said Phil Hartman. I I might have said Pat. <laughs> it's Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Steve, thank Steve you. Thank you. All right, Hang Steve. on the line and have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Aw. That was really nice that he said that. Seventy six. You're getting there, buddy. Yeah, you're really doing well, I think. A lot of people think that this might have turned the tide, (laughs) is what they're saying. Don't forget, if you want to play, we play this game every day at 1030. You can call us at that time at our number, 6,516,411,000. I am Grant did a fabulous job. Nice job, I am Not just because I won, but it was just smooth. It was right on. 
it yeah. seemed like it was going to be really easy, and then he went full Fred Grandy at the end. Right. That's difficult. I see what he did. Um, you know, shortly before um, Al Franken uh, was removed from office after he found himself uh, in a controversy of an old picture popping up. Remember, mm-hmm. remember the whole thing a couple yep, years ago? I sure do. On the plane, he had. So he had come to uh, Hubbard Broadcasting to do a. Oh, there was something that like the local government here in Minnesota. They did a. They did a ball or something like that. I'm. This is all going to be stitched together, but they did this once uh, each year, and I believe like uh, the Democrats would have an opportunity to put the the entertainment programming together during one year, and then it would be uh, the Republicans. Something like that. He was coming to do a sketch for this. And he was doing the sketch on our uh, news set, and I had to be a fill-in for uh, somebody for the actual sketch, and I was there delivering the news right next to um, Al Franken. It was like we were on like weekend update or something, doing back and forth little news jokes with each other. It was a it was a bizarre Fun. experience. He really? was very nice. His, it was just um, it was a bizarre doing comedy with him. His um, headquarters were just down the street here, because is that right? Yes, my nephew came to visit. He was just young. He was like maybe maybe ten years old, and the one thing he wanted to do was go to Al Franken's headquarters. And we walked in, oh. and he was there, but he was on the phone, and his assistant tried to go and get him, and they, he was like, I'm sorry, he's just going to be tied up for a while, because my nephew wanted to meet him. That's sweet? Oh, that is sweet. Thanks, Steve. You're my best buddy, boo. <laughs> okay. My dog's already looking thinner. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're 108 pounds. He's beast. not. I, do, I refuse to believe that that is how much he weighs he has a yeah, waist you know he didn't what have they a say waist when i got him so i know he's trimmer what do they say I've never trust a veterinarian <laughs> donna donna's going full anti-veterinarian today sorry to all of our vets out there no i just think their scale needs to be recalibrated you think she had her maybe like her left foot on and was just pushing it down thinking like hey i'm gonna make her get these diet pills for this dog oh whoa, he's wow he's 250 that's mm. crazy <laughs> So no, I didn't think that. Like, he's got to get, like, lap band surgery. You know? <laughs> I wonder if they do uh, that. Let me tell you a fun story, I hope not, about um, George Clooney, the everyman. He already said on CBS Sunday Morning this past weekend that he's been cutting his own hair for with a floby, yeah. and the world collectively was shaken. And now that you well, look at it, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It is always one. Just occasionally he parts it. Yep. Well, he was talking to Jimmy Kimmel about a parenting mistake that he and Amal made with their little ones. This is from MSN.com. He said to uh, Kimmel, we did a really dumb thing, which is they speak fluent Italian. Oh. I mean fluent Italian at three, but I don't speak Italian. My wife doesn't speak Italian. <gasps> so we have armed them with a language. I'll say, go back in and clean your room. And they'll be like, hey, papa, stranzo. <laughs> he continued oh while God, using an Italian hilarious. accent. hilarious. And Clooney said, I'm from Kentucky. English is a second language for me. So he (laughs) certainly can't keep up uh, with Italian. And then George Clooney, stars that are just like us, say he's been getting in touch with his domestic side during quarantine, laundry and mopping and dishes. He said he would stay in the entire house, though he's not sure if it turned out. Kimmel said, did you do a good job? He said, probably not. But it kept me busy for a while. It kept me out of the room with the kids speaking Italian. And then finally he said... 
um, that he does the cooking. Imagine this. Clooney does the cooking for the family. They're not like hiring in a private chef, I guess. He says, I'm the chef. My wife, she does amazing things. She gets journalists out of jail in countries like Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, Mm and Egypt. But when it comes to cooking, she makes reservations. She went to hard boil an egg once, and she put the egg in the pan, turned on the stove without any water, and walked away. Yeah. Uh, I don't so feel he's so bad. handling the cooking. Yeah, I know uh, stars. They're where, just like us. Where do you think he did that interview from for CBS was, Sunday Morning? That one. It was outside of his house. They said that. But where? His house in L.A. L.A. Uh, okay, of, you think that's yeah. L.A. Yeah. No, it is L.A. They said that it was L.A. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was in front of one of the garage doors that he. Stained. But did you notice like his driveway was all cracked and a little rundown? Oh no. Go back and look at like a... a Was it really? Yeah. I mean, I don't care because it makes me feel better about my own driveway, which has cracks in it. But yeah, it was all like cracked up, like he needs to repave it. Yeah, go back and look at it. Um, We'll come back with some tips. Um, Steve's got some info coming from the CDC on quarantine time adjustments. And also, Mm -hmm. if the hand sanitizer in your car freezes, I've got a tip on what you should do with it. Coming up next on My Talk. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk. 1071 Everything Entertainment. Hey, we should give a big congratulations to our $10,000 winner. This morning, Sherry Workus. She is ten thousand dollars richer. Yeah, Isn't that amazing. Fabulous? That's awesome. She is ten grand richer today. Yes, that's pretty dang. And cool, it's really man. funny because her husband was sleeping, and you know the morning show was like, "Yo, wake him up!" And she was like, "No." She's like, oh, "I got to let it settle in, and maybe not even tell him." <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if she didn't tell him? <sighs> Until like she told him. Yeah, right? like maybe she'll book some fabulous vacation or something, yeah. you know, to, I don't know, around the world. Okay. You all right, I'm going a little crazy. Okay. How right. much, how far 10,000 goes? Okay. All right. Sorry I blew up. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Sherry. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. The CDC, boy, there's a uh, group that we have talked about more this year than we ever have in the previous years of our lives. On Wednesday, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shortened the recommended length of time to quarantine after COVID-19 exposure. This is big. Uh, The new guidance shortens the time to 10 days for those without symptoms and seven days for those without symptoms who also present a negative test. The decision was intended to make quarantining guidelines easier to follow. They do maintain that the safest option is still to quarantine for 14 days, the previous recommendation, uh, to prevent the spread. But as you figure out how long you need to stay quarantined or from home, kids home, or whatever it might look like, um, they they shorten that up a little bit. So those numbers have sort of been changing. The New York Times puts it a different way. You can enter quarantine after seven days instead of 14 if you test negative. So that's the big number. Okay, so this is for exposure. 
I get very confused because exposure and then if you're COVID positive, how long do you have to stay away from people? I heard that that was shortened. I heard that too, but I don't have that thing. Isn't that a once you test positive? Um, then they ask you when your initial onset of symptoms was. And once you document that, then 10 days after, so long as symptoms have been gone for a couple of days, then after 10 days, you can reenter the world. I don't know. Okay. I just don't know. Hey, I just hey. don't want to get that. I think I already had it, even though I had the antibody test and it said I didn't. But, hmm. you know, my symptoms were in January. Same with you, Steve, right? Yeah. Yes. We, yeah, February. January, February. So mine was like January 31st through February 2nd or something like that. And, and then they I are got... saying we had it here as early as December in the United States. I believe that. Because then... Um, but I waited until September, I believe, to get the antibody test. So who knows no. how long it stays in your side? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, right. Well, while we're on the subject, here's a good tip as temperatures drop. If you ever leave your hand sanitizer in your car, which is what I do, and you find it frozen the next morning, Mm. throw it away. Really? Yes, queen. It's not because the cold weather ruins it. It's because if it freezes at all, it was probably no good in the first place. Oh, because the alcohol content should be high enough where it you wouldn't freeze. You betcha. Like when you put your vodka in the freezer. Right. It just keeps it really cold and thickens it a little bit, but it never fully freezes. Yes, Quee. It shouldn't freeze until the temperature gets really low, like, I don't know, 50 below or lower. So if it does freeze, it means there wasn't enough alcohol to be effective, or it was maybe a cheap knockoff that didn't even have the ingredients listed on the label. But just so you know, alcohol-free hand sanitizers do exist. A new study actually find that they might even work as well as the alcohol kind. They use an, another ingredient. It's called benzalkanonium blah, 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 chloride to kill the germs. But most of the stuff you find in the stores is going to be the alcohol type. Okay? Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, here's how to remember if you've locked your door. We've all done this. You get in the car, you drive away, and you think, shoot, did I lock the door? Like the house door? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What door did you think? The car door, and I'm just like, well, you could just press the button (laughs) while you're driving. (laughs) Oh, your brain, worthy of study, possibly. I know, you just said lock the door. You didn't mention which door and where you were driving away from. Anyone would be driving in the car and thinking, oh, shoot, did I lock the door? (laughs) To the car, you dummy. I'm sorry. Uh, you that's know what? Quarantine. I do it all the time. And I'll tell you why. Because I have a very large animal that's always in the back seat of my car. And I'm like, what if he ever just pushed that car door uh, handle open and went flying on the highway? That's how my mind works. You have a lot of... And lock your windows. I've had my, my guy push the window down. And then the little guy mm. jumped out while we were in the parking lot. Shut your face. Yeah. no. And then I was as I was driving away, too, he jumps... My little guy jumps out the window. And I just kind of see something fall in my side mirror. And luckily I saw it. Otherwise, I would have kept turning and crushed him. But my, yeah. So if you can lock your windows, do that. Take that, Steve Patterson. Anyway, what were you saying now? (laughs) About how my mind works? (laughs) I maintain that no one is ever in their car saying, shoot, did I lock the doors when they're in the car? I did. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Only because of the dog.
Excuse me. You think your dog, without opposable thumbs and being in the morbidly obese state that he's in, could pull the lever of your door? It's a pull operation, not a push for that hey, reason. I don't know what they're capable of, okay? Well, I'll buy the he's eyeball test. He's got a nose. He's, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Better if to be you safe. keep forgetting, if you locked your door Yeah, nobody at cares. Home, We're going to go. Do something silly after locking it. One person says, even say, it's Tuesday and I locked the door because the act of figuring out what bleeping day it is helps you to remember that you actually did it because you there was a little process around it. Can I tell you, I have left my house door open so many times. Oh. So many. I come home and I'm like, oh, I left the front door open. Sometimes open? I wake up open. No, not open, unlocked. Sometimes I, oh. I get up in the morning and the garage door is open. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that, let me check and see if the lawnmower is still there. Oh, I I have to tell you a story about when the cops came to our house at like 2 in the morning. I was out of town, and they were flashing lights into our window. Oh, save it. I'll tell you why. That's coming up next. That and a dirt alert.